Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hi there, it's Gina Gardner here, and I'm joined, as usual in our genuine chats, by Rachel Davidson, my good friend. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Both of us are number one international best-selling authors, and uh, today we want to talk to you about doubt and delusion. Now we've been, it's been an ongoing conversation throughout the week really, yeah. hasn't it? That mm. doubt is one of those um, states of mind that affect us all at some point or other. And I think even the, the most successful and strongest of people have periods where they doubt themselves or they doubt the uh, efficacy of what they're doing or um, they doubt other people, they doubt that the universe has the back. One of the problems with doubt is it sort of creeps up on you. Yep. It's one of those emotions that sounds very reasonable. Yeah. You know, we were talking about yesterday, you know, the sort of comments it makes to you. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Or, <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> Yeah, doubt, doubt when it walks in the room looks like a completely sane person. It does, it, doesn't it? It sounds plausible. It, it sounds, you know, like maybe I should listen to yeah. it. But, um, and sometimes, of course, that, that is that Absolutely is, true. You should doubt some things um, because delusion is the sort of flip side of this where um, if you don't listen to your doubt, then possibly you're delusional. So <laughs> before we dive into that, let's look at... You know, where, uh, what's the, the sort of underlying um, causation mm. of doubt? Mm. And it comes right back to our origins, doesn't it? Where as cavemen and women or people who in very primitive times, yeah. anything that was new, different, was something to be highly suspicious of. Yes. Because it threatened your very survival. Yes. If it was an animal, it could be a predator. If it was another person, it could be a marauder who's going to uh, take the women or take your food or, yes. or take your land. Um, if it was the weather and not being able to trust the universe. Yes. Everything that was different was perceived by our conscious minds as a significant threat. Yes. So, so caution is a very natural and useful um, state to be in, isn't it? So to be cautious of things, to yes. be circumspect, to, to approach things with eyes wide open and so on. But, but doubt, there is some sort of tipping point that goes yes. with having a natural sort of caution and uh, I'll, I'll take this slowly, I'll see how it goes. Doubt is sort of, you know, something slightly different, isn't it? Because it is a state that will spiral you down. And the problem with with doubt, with um, with our unconscious minds, who have such power over our thinking, um, taking over is uh, in modern times it cannot 
tell the difference between actual threat mm. and perceived threat. So in early days, the threat was to our very survival. Mm. These days, it's much more likely to be a threat to our um, sense of self-worth yes. or um, a threat to us in the sense that we will be found wanting or people will laugh at us or we think we're going to fail. Yes. It's not very often these days where, if you look at the number of times that people feel doubt, yeah. it's not very often that that doubt actually affects our intrinsic survival. Yeah. It's much more likely to be our pride is going to be hurt or we're going to be um, left feeling that we have not lived up to ours or other people's expectations. You know, one of the saddest things that um, a person ever said to me um, once was uh, she was talking about her aunt and how her aunt had loved to play the violin and was yeah. capable of actually of being symphony, you know, world class level. But she'd, she'd given it up and her aunt had told her she'd given it up because, and I quote, it is better to have your dreams than to attempt them and fail and have the potential of failure. So she would rather sit and think, oh, I could have been a symphony violinist rather than attempt it and realise that. Maybe her talent didn't stretch that far. And I thought that was one of the saddest things. And that totally is doubt in action. Absolutely. And I would say that's a dramatic example. Mm. But actually, many, many people live with an example that may not be as clear-cut world-class symphony orchestra player yeah. or anything else because you don't want to try. Yeah. But that in microcosm is what many people are facing day by day by day. Yeah, I mean, I live it every time I sit down to, to write something. Yeah. There, is, there is the little voice, the same voice, the, depending on how, I'm, you know, how strong I'm feeling in terms of uh, coping with doubt, which says, really, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna sit down and write a, a story, are you? Really? And yet the evidence is that you've done it, you've written two books. Yeah. <laughs> I have. So, so I think anybody who says, oh, they never doubt, is delusional. <laughs> Which brings us on to the, if you like, the other end of the spectrum where people, we talk about people having delusions of grandeur when they're strutting about mm. and they think that they are, um, I was about to say think they're God's gift, but actually we're all God's gift, aren't we? But, so, yeah. but they, they think they're a cut above um, everybody else. I think it's, it's best in modern times encapsulated by the X Factor uh, auditions. Yes. Where, I mean, I know it's Telly-Land and I, and I know it's heightened and this, that and the other, but they, they definitely pull on the delusional ones for our entertainment because we sit there and think, well, the ones who say, I'm going to win, I am wonderful, and they stand up on the stage <laughs> and you think, what? My mum and dad say, I've got a great voice. And Simon Cowell is sat there, you know, with his face doing the pantomime act that it is. And, and we're all sort of sitting around going, this person is delusional. This, well, how can they think that they have this? How? So, but isn't it interesting that the people who come on who are humble, who doubt their ability, we warn to them. Yes, but of course the point is they, they may have doubts about their ability, but they, they are on the stage doing it. In they still take the ones, action. The ones that have doubted their ability and haven't turned up, we would never know. We don't know about. And they will never have any chance of succeeding. And in a sense, that really captures the very spirit of what we're talking about. Yeah, because both of them end up with the individuals not being happy. Yes. You know, 
the people who are delusional turning up in front of Sam Cow and singing off key and whatnot and, and, and uh, protesting that they are the best singer get sent away with the flea in their ear. And, and although, you know, they may on the front of it be putting on a good fright for the cameras, you know, Simon's wrong, I'm going to be there, you wait, you wait, I'll be famous and all this. You know, they wander away knowing that, that they've just enacted a, a point of insanity <laughs> on, on oh, national telly. But do and, they? Do well, they know? At some point and at some level, I believe that they do know. It's just how long they actually come it's around to recognising it. It's how big the delusion <laughs> is. How deep are you in your delusion? Yeah, but, but being blindly optimistic about your skills or your hopes and your dreams or, or whatever, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not wrong, but it doesn't lead to a, a sense of happiness and contentment. I think, ultimately, that if you doubt yourself and you, you limit your opportunities, there is a part of your soul which is sad, if you like, yeah. that feels it's unfulfilled. And at the other end of the spectrum, if you're, you're so delusional that you believe that everything um, is going to be in a particular way, mm -hmm. I think equally your soul life, your soul purpose is unfulfilled too, because yeah. you're not learning the lesson that an opportunity to recognise that your ego is really playing out here yeah. isn't learned, and so it gets bigger and bigger. And they're both traps. I mean, I think I think Satan is supposed to whisper in your ear, "You can't do that. You're ridiculous. You're, you know, what's the point? Don't bother to do that." He's doubt incarnate. And I, I'm going to mangle the other fallen angel's name. It's not Mephistopheles. It's somebody else who, who's the trickster. Who's whispering in your ear? You can do that. You're the best ever. Go on, make that jump. Do it. Make that leap. And both of them are, you know, fallen angels in and trying to trick you in that way. And one is delusional, and one is doubt. And I think the point of doubt and delusion is is to listen to them, especially a doubt. I think because I mean I have more doubts than I have delusions. That's my delusion, yes. <laughs> and that's the other point about delusion or doubt is that um, somebody's delusion may actually um, be somebody else's dream. I mean, you know, that it's a really interesting um, dilemma. Really. So let me let's look at some practical examples. Uh -huh. I often use the example of Tyson. Yes. Um, recently, he gave £18 million to his old school yep. to set up a science project. A science building. Oh, that would be quite a project. Quite a project, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but to create a working Hoover vacuum cleaner, he had 1,999 um, prototypes before he had a working um, machine. Now, that's what you read on, on Wikipedia, so it may not be that. Yes. However, I wonder, the people listening, how many prototypes would you have created? Because there are some who would have created none, yeah. because they'll never get going, they procrastinate, because yeah. they don't doubt their capacity to achieve. Yeah. But would they have stopped at 32? Well, I'd like to bet that his wife definitely called him delusional at some point, especially well, when he nearly bankrupted them over absolutely over but it. he had faith was that yeah 
a delusion. Yeah. It proved not to be. I hope his wife had faith too, actually. I hope she didn't call him delusional. I, I <laughs> did. But I wonder <laughs> how many people stop before they succeed. Yeah. And I have to say, in terms of doubt, you know, there's this whole um, machinery for, if you like, for genuinely you and my big mission. There are times mm. when I doubt not that it's a right thing to do, but mm. doubt the capacity to get it out there and to get people to listen mm. when everything's so noisy on the internet and so crowded. Mm. When I, I have an absolute faith that what I'm offering people will make a difference because it's made a difference to so many other people. Mm -hmm. Is that delusional? Is my doubt um, and those, you know, those dark nights of the soul, is mm. that doubt... Um, justified, mm -hmm. particularly when you know you're spending. I'm spending my time, my energy, my money. It's taken you know, a huge chunk of my big of my life, big yep. investment at mm -hmm. every level. Yep. And then there are times when I think, well, am I being delusional? But ultimately, that sense of faith, which is the opposite of doubt, isn't it? Yes. That sense of faith that there are so many people out there who, with a little bit of help, could live a more um, satisfying, happy life because they'd be happier, have a better relationship with themselves, mm. have self-confidence to actually to, to test out some of the things that we've talked about mm. and to find that they were. Mm. Yeah. So, delusion. I think delusion is very often operated by ego yes agreed um and the ego is given the power to take things beyond the point where um they are uh right now, beyond, beyond the point you know, of balance yeah yes yeah and so you know the universe is in balance nature is in balance and when we are happy and fulfilled so are we. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the, the things for all of us to recognise is that we all have the potential for good and we all have the potential for evil. We all have the potential to succeed mm -hmm. and we have the potential to fail. Yeah. For me, what comes out of all of that is it's the, an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. Learn about ourselves, learn about the world, learn about um, how we can make a, a contribution and a positive difference. Yeah. That's where the balance comes. Yes. But another question then, we've talked about doubt being slippery. You know, it sneaks in, yeah. it looks reasonable, it yeah. sounds plausible. Yeah. And it often comes certainly for me at night yeah during yeah. the day there's lots going on and then as i go to go to sleep that little voice says what are you, up to? Yeah. What are you doing this for what do you think what are you thinking and <laughs> that voice unless you deal with it really gathers pace and power doesn't it yeah yeah um and so one of the things that i would say to people who are watching this if that's something that you find um, an issue for you. One, we've both got slightly different ways of dealing with it, haven't we? And I think actually probably the strongest is the combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine is to look for the evidence in the first instance. So am I a survivor? 
have I managed something like this before? Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were talking about their doubt in a professional sense. Yeah. Now, perhaps I've known them for several years and I know that they are incredibly good at what they do. Mm. They've got a new, a relatively new boss who is um, in a power struggle with their boss and there's a lot of collateral damage going on. Mm. And I think that's quite common these days with the, 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 mm. the, the leadership that's going on. <laughs> So I asked her to think about the people that she has delivered to, the, her, her clients, if you like, and asked what have they been saying over the last 20 years since she started working. Yeah. And universally, the feedback from them has been great. Yeah. Would you like a job? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Didn't expect such good service. Yeah. And I asked which of the voices the voice of, of the collective from her, yeah. um, from her customers, if you like, yeah. or two people who are actually having um, an ego battle mm -hmm. um, and who are trying to make themselves look more powerful and look good. Yeah. Which was the voice she was going to listen to? Yeah. And when you put it like that, it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because the body language is, yeah, it's obvious that I need to listen to those. Yeah. And yet the body language was... But at the same time, yeah. these are the people that my inner self have been listening to. Yeah. And they've been eroding my sense of self-worth. And I think that's the real danger of doubt, yeah. is it erodes one's sense of self-doubt. Yes. So for me, it's actually recognising that, that we have given the power to an external force in that situation to determine how we are feeling, yeah. rather than deciding for ourselves based on the evidence that we have. Yeah. Share with our viewers your view, your, your approach. Well, I, I, I like to invite these emotions in and okay. say, because I think there's a, a great temptation to, to try to push away things that feel negative, you know, the voices that have been... The trouble with that, they come back stronger, don't they? Yeah. So, so, I mean, Liz Gilbert talks about this, about in particular, about fear and how, yes. and how um, if you try to push fear out the way, it just comes back bigger and stronger. And Certainly does. There's a book, I think, called um, The Dragon Just Wants to Be Seen or something. It's the same thing, you know. So, so when, when I get doubtful, I, mm -hmm. I say, okay, just, just come and whisper what you've got to say to me then, please. Come and, come and let, let's just get it out. And, yeah, okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, other people are much better than me. Yeah, yeah, that author's brilliant. Oh, you're never going to be there. Okay, all of these things, come on then, say them to me. And then having sort of listened um, to it, I then, I then attempt to look it in the eye and do a bit of an assessment on, well, how, how right is that? And there's a bit of me that says, this is a valuable exercise to do because if I just try to push it away, then possibly I am being delusional. Yeah. Possibly I am just forging ahead without any, any real thought about why, how, when, really? <laughs> so, so come on then, come and sit down and talk to me. And, and, but, but you're not actually going to be in charge. And that's no. my view. You're not, you're not really, uh, unless you say something that is absolutely going to hit my truth point and makes me go, oh yeah, no good point. Everything that you've got to say is valid, but limited. Mm -hmm. The same on the delusional side. The same, you know, just I just try to be balanced about it. And then I then I go inside and I ask myself, how do I feel about it really? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
yeah, there's all this fear and all this potential sort of social pariah or whatever, you know. But really, <laughs> you know, I thought about it yesterday when I was pushing a blog out into the world um, uh, and I deliberately sort of chose quite, quite a controversial headline and the little doubt said, really? Because that's quite controversial, isn't it? And you might get somebody commenting about that. And I thought to myself, okay, I've heard it. I've heard the voice, but what's the worst that can happen? So I did the analysis, really? And, and actually, if they have, if I trigger a viewpoint in somebody where they feel the need to be that strong in their response and that in itself is interesting i can say is that a bad thing it's not necessarily a bad thing uh, you know i can react how i can react in the moment when it happens but the likelihood is it won't happen so i pushed it out into the world and 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 forgot about it and that is how i approach yeah. my doubt and avoid delusion by by bringing it in having the discussion assessing it and, and just trying to listen to, I don't know what it is in me or my soul or whatever. I definitely have a truth point, which I sort of always point to this section here and, because I could literally feel the energy moving. And if it bangs on my truth point, it usually brings tears or some, some high response sense yeah. of, ah. And, um, and if I get that kind of acknowledgement, then I, then I follow that. Yes. Because that, that is the much more compelling true, feeling truth. Yeah. And that brings us on to, I think, to a, a really interesting point, that, that listening to your intuition, mm. and I think many people, they don't give themselves the space to listen to that. Yeah. They listen to what effectively is a false voice, the delusional voice, yeah. saying, you're brilliant, you're wonderful, you're those things, which of course, at one level, you are. Yeah. But ultimately... I think if you're quiet, if you sit with yourself, it is around, you know, where is this on the continuum between doubt and delusion? Yeah. But of course it's tricky. So let's go yes. back to the X factor thing. Often, yes. It's very evident when somebody is saying, yes, I'm going to be the best in the world, and they come <laughs> onto the stage and they scream or <laughs> they make whale noises or um, it's great entertainment but actually in terms of their capacity to to sing and entertain yeah. it's going to have a very limited audience <laughs> yes and yet there are those people who come on who the judges say no who come back a year or two years later yeah who have um, accepted that there is more to do yes who have gone and who have worked and have come back and then they make it and some have made it to the final yes and i think you know that there is a healthy element to doubt if you take positive action yes and it acts as a motivator rather than a destructive force in terms of your capacity to believe that you can get there Yes. And that's a fine line, isn't it? Yes, but every single emotion we have, every feeling we have, you know, yeah. there is a reason why it is in the mix. Absolutely. And my belief is you need to listen to all of them. Yes. I'm not suggesting that you stay talking to them forever and, you know, and never have a conversation with the other range yes. of emotions and feelings that you have. But um, in the trying to numb or deny or silence one, you cannot then bring, because they're all sort of connected. They're like a rainbow. You can't take a colour out of the rainbow. It has to exist with the others. And so by, by 
acknowledging that yes there is some message in in this feeling of doubt there is some there's a indicator there is a lesson to be learned yes it's interesting you use the, the rainbow um analogy because if the world was all blue mm. or all mauve mm. it would be a very different world and i think you know, there are many people who stay stuck in a particular emotion yeah. whether that's um a negative or a positive emotion and I think for most of us well for all of us the capacity to acknowledge um, and welcome those emotions because they are an opportunity for you to learn something about yourself about others about the world yeah but I think you know we're, we're drawing things to an end one of the things that I would say is that if you are someone who doubts yourself that's something to deal with but if you're someone who's been hurt and you consistently doubt um, other people, mm. you're going to take a whole set of decisions that will lead to um, a very different life mm. than if you actually trust people in the first instance uh, within sensible parameters mm. um, and you allow them the benefit of the doubt mm. initially. But if you've got a good relationship with yourself, you don't allow them to abuse you in any way. Yeah. But it is about being open to people being good-hearted yes. until true, proven otherwise. Yes. I'm not talking about if somebody comes and tries to sell you an investment that you trust them without due diligence. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you know that you um, leap into a relationship with someone from um, first. No, because um, that would be delusional. Absolutely, <laughs> it's back to the challenge. Yes, but ultimately, it's about having faith that when you listen to that inner core, that inner you, that truth point, yeah. your intuition, and you look at the evidence and you face those emotions, that you will find a route through um, the the challenging pathway mm. um, that life offers. Mm. Now, if you want some more help within uh, the Genuine You um, website, you'll find lots and lots of help. There are now uh, nearly 100 genuine chats on all sorts of themes. Mm. You'll find articles, there's a TV show. Um, you can get a digital download of my latest number one international best-selling book, Thriving, Not Spiving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. You'll find all our books on Amazon and on the website. Uh, so the point of me and the new book which is going to be published very soon which is the truth of her the truth of her they're going to be both on the website and on amazon so do please um go and have a look uh, audio forms available too um but i'll leave you with a call to action i've created a seven day happiness challenge because happiness is something that many people aspire to but make it incredibly difficult to achieve so um, take the happiness challenge and you'll find the link in the comment box below or you'll find the link on the website which is generally take care and we'll see you next week bye bye now you've just been listening to another great genuinely you podcast we hope you enjoyed it genuinely you is a culmination of gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.